Welcome to the Mornings with Sue and Andy podcast for Monday, October 30th. She is a Canadian icon and a passionate advocate for animal rights and women's causes. We catch up with actress, author, and activist Pamela Anderson for details on her upcoming role as keynote speaker at the Calgary YWCA's Why Whisper Gala next spring. Last week, we talked about menopause and women's hormones, but what about the men? We discussed the effect hormones have on men as they age with Dr. Ted Jablonski, our on-call family physician. And finally, is it possible to boost your mental health and reduce pain through the practice of meditation? That's the premise of a new award-winning book. We catch up with author Dawn Hazel to learn more about the benefits of meditation and what motivated her to become a writer. The Why Whisper Gala will come to us here in Calgary, March 2024, on the eve of International Women's Day, focusing on consent, women's empowerment, and overcoming gender stereotypes. So the perfect keynote speaker to address these important topics. Joining us now is Canadian icon, passionate advocate for women's causes and animal rights. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show Pamela Anderson. Hi, Pam. Thanks for being with us. Hi. Hi. Nice to see you. Nice to hear from you. <laughs> it is a pleasure to chat with you. We're excited that you're coming to Calgary, getting you back in Canada. Love it. Tell us um, a little bit about why you felt it was important for you to attach yourself to the Why Whisper Gala on behalf of the YW Calgary. Well, I think they do a lot of great work. They do a lot of wonderful work across the country for women's rights, vulnerable families. And I've always been involved in that and I've also spoken at you know Cambridge and Oxford and all these great places about you know romance or veganism or all these different topics but I've never really um, been able to get up there and speak about um, women's rights and I just feel like it's time I don't really don't know what I'm gonna say I haven't prepared anything it's, it's still March is a while away but I feel just at my age and and kind of what I've learned and um, I don't know. I'd like to talk in front of a lot of people. So I'm I'm really comfortable doing it, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, to lend your voice, Pam, and your celebrity <laughs> is fantastic. But, you know, personally, through your books, your Netflix documentary, you have literally, excuse a cliche when I mention your book, you are an open book. So why mm-hmm. is it important to share your personal story at events like the Why Whisper Gala or, you know, in books and on uh, TV programs? Well, you know, my boys are the ones who encouraged me to write my book. I'm a writer. I'm always journaling. So that is something that they thought would be easy for me. And the documentary was really Brandon's idea. He produced the documentary, and he said, I just really want people to know my mom the way I know her. And it was a lot different than public perception. And I was always, I kind of came to a point where I was like, I don't really care what people think. But, you know, you do. Obviously, it's been a lifetime of just trying to not think about some of the things that were are said about you, but it really it was painful at times, and and we all go through so much. And I just think kindness is the most important. We all go through hard times, and to support each other is important. And I want to let people know that and talk to women about about that, just about how life is. You know, life is hard. Life is difficult for everybody. And I think that sharing our stories are really important and really empowering, and kind of. It makes sense. It's like, okay, I went through all that so I can, you know, talk to other people and help them through some of these difficult times. And I did it a lot with, you know, humor and joy, and I didn't become bitter. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a practice to not become <laughs> bitter. Yeah. It's when you go through a lot of things in your life. And I, so I feel like I just want to bring some kind of joy and interest to the subject of being uh, a woman, uh, sensuality and um, motherhood and... It's life, life in the fast lane. You know, it's it's 
it's not easy. So I, I and I, I'm a Canadian girl, and I, I live in Canada full time now. I'm in my home base on Vancouver Island, and so I was looking for ways to kind of reach out in my own community, which is Canada. So. I'm looking forward to it. But you know, when you said it too, we've all, we all and have and do continue to go through our own stuff, right? But unfortunately for you, or fortunately, you know, you do it in the public eye. So, you know, I think it's important that you you, you straighten out the message and make sure that people understand the truth. So does reclaiming your truth help you to empower other women, do you believe? I think so. I have a lot of people that come up to me on the street and they say, you know, I didn't like you before, but I love you now. <laughs> Don't you think? I think there's a compliment in there somewhere. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it, it's like anybody. With It kind of comes down to this, this, you know, bullying even. it's 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 We have to have enough faith in ourselves that we can walk with our heads held high and the strength, knowing that we are doing the best we can do, and no matter what people say or how people respond around us, we have to keep walking that walk. And eventually... You know, eventually, somehow, it does come around. And if it's if it's um, age or wisdom or you know life experience, it's just an interesting journey. And and I just feel like sometimes we there's times when I wanted to you know give up or I gave up hope, and I just found a way. And I found lots of ways actually to bring me back back to myself. And I think those are the kind of things I want to share. You know, if it's reading or if it's going to that favorite movie you love, there's a way to kind of get back to yourself. And you know, there's, there's all sorts of hardships in life. It's, you know, leaving people that we love because it's better for ourselves or our family, self-empowerment, self-love, all those things. Um, unlearning bad behaviors. You know, we're, we learn through osmosis and how we are raised and how can we learn unless we look into our deepest selves and, um, and figure it out for ourselves, which is looking at the entire world, looking at everybody, looking at our neighbors' families, other families. It doesn't have to be our own I just never wanted to accept that my own experience was all there was. And so I think there's a hopeful message in there somewhere, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of other really great speakers, but I'm kind of, um, you know, I'm just going to wing it and speak from my heart and um, and hope I, you know, resonate, hope it resonates. Speaking with Pamela Anderson, author, actress, <laughs> activist, you've got it all. Uh, Going to be at, of course, the Why Whisper Gala in March, ywcalgary.ca. Get your tickets now. They're selling quickly. And, Pam, I want to ask you this because my wife said be sure to mention that she is now a spokesperson, a model for Aritzia, my wife's favorite brand. And <laughs> I did some digging. It's a Canadian brand. So is that something that you're cognizant yep. of? You mentioned you're back in Canada full time uh, to support Canadian companies. Is that something you go out of your way to do? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've been all around the world. I've done things everywhere. And I, and I really do feel like this has been a, this last few years has been such an amazing homecoming. And I want to align myself with great Canadian companies. I wanted to ask you, it's easy to talk about regrets because we all have lots of them, right? But on the flip yep. side of that, what are you most proud of? My sons. My sons, I'm just, they could have been a, you know, a disaster. <laughs> just like with any, um, you know, children, especially in the public eye or, or children of celebrities, I'm just so proud that they are so independent. They're so forward-thinking. They just really, they're sensitive. They're romantic, which I think is really a great thing to check off the list. They are, they're not afraid to share their hearts. They're not afraid to fall in love. And those are, 
you know, in, especially in this day and age, we don't really have to with all the choices out there. And I think that that is what makes me most proud of them is that they are not afraid to fall in love and they have, mm-hmm. and they're just interesting, well-rounded, whole people, which doesn't happen that very often. doesn't happen that mm-hmm. often in the world that I'm, I've been floating around in. So I'm very proud of them. <laughs> it's interesting. Sue asked you the regret question, Pam. So I'm going to ask you this one in the sense that hindsight being 2020, with the success you've had over the past few decades, in fact, would you recommend it to anybody, your sons or anybody who wants to come up and, and be in the public eye, whether it's music or movies or, or being an author, putting themselves out there, would you recommend it? Or would you, you know, if you could do it again, would Run! you like to have more of a private life? <laughs> Uh, you know, I am so happy that I had the life that I've had and that I've been able to come full circle and get home in one piece. <laughs> so I don't know if I recommend it because it's really not something you can pursue. I think it's something that just, you know, the stars align and leave it, that your life just takes off. And, and in this industry, it's really a hard industry to pursue. But so I don't know if I'd recommend especially my path. I was like Mitch Magoo. I don't know how I got through everything. And, and you know, and so I did. But I do feel like I've come full circle in that whole part of my life, especially the last 20 years, feel like a blur. But I'm I'm really happy where I'm at right now. I'm doing all the things I love. I'm with my dogs. I'm baking bread. I'm making jam. I'm making pickles. You know, I've got a beautiful garden. This is this is my dream. So I'm, I... I got here, but I, I just don't know how I did it. <laughs> I don't know. So I don't know how I'd recommend it. Well, you really have to have an open heart and you have to be, you know, you have to protect yourself. I don't know. It really is. Um, I was really lucky. You've lived a, a quite an amazing life so far. So much more still to go, obviously. I wanted to ask you quickly before we let you go, just sort of a woman to woman, like you, you said it, in this industry that you work and live in, looks are so much. They are such a big part of it. You have been very open and very vocal about not really wearing makeup much anymore. Why did you decide to sort of talk about that openly? I just, I kind of look around me and I, you know, I've been in this world and I've, had my yeah, and I know this is not world peace, obviously, but it did strike a chord because this is the social media and with all the filters and all the you know the people you know, with the well of makeup and the, I just felt like, and I've really been struggling with this myself. Where at my age, I feel like this is not enough makeup that I could put on my face to make me look any better than I am. <laughs> so like, what am I trying to do? And I would much rather be walking in the park or or walking or being outside. I spent so much of my life in a makeup chair and, and getting my hair and makeup done that I even my kids said that's just it was. I remember them running around the makeup chair and thought, I'm just not going to do that anymore. I don't need to do that. I'm okay with who I am. I don't want to play the game. You know, I'll wear makeup when I want to, but I just felt, you know. I'm just not going to do it at Paris Fashion Week, which is insane because that's all about that. And so I thought this was an opportunity for me, and I just did it in the moment. I thought, yeah, I'd rather go walk to the Louvre. I don't have time to sit in a makeup chair, so I have these great clothes, and I don't want to compete with the clothes. And and like Kelly always said, I'm not interested in trying to be the prettiest girl in the room. I'm just really happy with who I am, and I want to um, enjoy all the beauty around me and other people's beauty. It just mm-hmm. so like, I, I just don't want to play that game. Yeah. I'm almost 60. I just want to enjoy who I am. And if I look at myself in the mirror, I want to be happy with that. Freckles and all. Wrinkles, freckles, 
Good you for know, you. That's life. Yep, yeah, it is. In, it's in, true. In solidarity, I'm going to start wearing less makeup as well, Pam. So I appreciate you should. that. Yeah, and see why men don't wear makeup. And, you know, they're I just Embrace funny. It. It's just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I wasn't trying to make a massive political statement with not wearing makeup, but I'm really glad it resonated because sure I've did. had stepdaughters and other young girls in my life, and I just feel yeah. like, you know. Well, we're, we're, I just felt like it was a moment. <laughs> we're super happy you took time for us, and uh, we're going to call you our own Canada's Pam Anderson, <laughs> actor, author, and activist. YWCalgary.ca. She's going to be the keynote at the Y Whisper Gala in March. Thank you so much, Pam. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Dr. Ted Jablonski, our on-call family physician, joins us every uh, uh, Monday at this time. And this is interesting. I love this. Like last week, we talked about menopause and women's hormones. Mm-hmm. This week, it's time to talk about all things testosterone and male hormones. Joining us is Dr. Ted Jablonski. Good morning. Thanks for taking the time, Dr. J. Hey, good morning. So when it comes to men, in many ways, the story is a bit more convoluted. Uh, but no, when we're talking about male hormones and issues we face, uh, you know, I guess you'd say individual to men over women, Let's talk about this. Uh, how do hormones change and how do they affect us as men as we age? So testosterone is the male hormone, makes men men. As we age, we lose, they quote, around 1% a year. Now, you can fend that off by good, healthy diet, exercise, sleep, etc. But we slowly, slowly decline. And that's sort of the biggest difference between uh, men and women. Women, when they hit menopause, the numbers truly drop to extremely low levels. Where in men, it's a very, very slow relative uh, dip down, typically. So it's a little bit more difficult to put the line in the sand. Where is that line? When does that happen? Does it happen at all? There are some men who who actually are quite elderly into their 80s uh, who still have absolutely beautiful, normal numbers, whereas that's absolutely not true in women who will hit 51 or so, and it will really change, really shift. So that's the biggest difference is that the way we age at that end is very different for the uh, sexual hormones. And what would be some of the differences, Dr. J? I mean, we all know with women, you know, you get the hot flashes. Even men know that women are getting hot flashes, you know, mood changes. It really, really affects women. Is it the same for men? So it's, uh, so this is controversial in the sense that I see a lot of men who are convinced they have low low testosterone when they really don't. It's much more subtle. So, uh, this will have some impact on libido, sexual function. If we can talk about that on a Monday morning on the radio, um, it will have uh, effect on erections. It will have effect on overall energy, just that urge, the drive, the motivation, sometimes cognition, thinking gets a bit fuzzy. So everything's a bit more relative, nothing quite absolute. If a man has flushing, which can happen, their T is dropped in nothing. So there are certain features. When I see it in a man, I know his testosterone is not just a little bit low. It's extremely low. But we don't see that often. This is the, the work I do, and it's rare for me to see a really, really low testosterone. Generally, it's much more relative. And again, quite distinctly different than in women, where we always see very low numbers. Mm. Okay, so, so where do I start, Dr. J? And I know it's kind of a, I'm throwing it at you question, see my family physician, but are there things I can do personally uh, to improve and promote my own testosterone? Yeah, back to the same old story. If uh, the who does best are the guys who are fittest, who take care of themselves uh, from a weight point of view. So actually carrying a lot of belly weight, so which is typical patterning for a man is to carry it right around the belly. That's actually very negative for testosterone production. 
So guys who walk into the clinic, sometimes it's like, that's the real thing. I can see the numbers and I see their, how they're built, how their body type is. So carrying that extra weight around the belly, not good. Being very sedentary. So guys with the lowest T generally are not doing very much. They're not the guys who are staying fit and exercising. Unhealthy diets, poor sleep patterns. So guys who have uh, sleep apnea, generally have very low T's. Those two <laughs> come together. So so think of that sort of bigger, fatter, unfit guy, not taking care of himself. That's the guy with the low T, where that older, fitter guy who really truly is taking care of himself likely will have a pretty decent T, and that defines the two of those. All right, I'm going to ask you the question. Started with a little blue pill, and now I guess there's lots of pills that I've seen for some reason popping up on my social media <laughs> advertisements for different medications, Dr. J. How have we come as far as, you know, for the ED, for example, which I know is is, lactic, is uh, linked to testosterone, how do I know where to go? Uh, can, is this something I can do on my own, or should I see my doctor if I'm having problems down there? Yeah, so absolutely. This is a physician-driven issue, nurse practitioner. Uh, practitioner, a health professional, don't do this on your own, especially in the testosterone world. There are you know, billions of dollars being made on supplements that maybe don't work at all. Similar to what we talked about last week, if we're talking about testosterone, we can give back the real thing. Testosterone that's extremely effective, works well, uh, as opposed to giving a supplement which is supposed to do something else, which is supposed to boost this or that. It may or may not work, may be very expensive. Um, ED is its own thing. It can be connected to testosterone, but not necessarily. There are a lot of men who have trouble uh, with that who have absolutely normal testosterone. So you have to, it, this all has to be sorted out. So please reach out to a health pro, uh, professional. Don't be embarrassed to guys. Like this is, these are things that we can really help with and help with in a very scientific way, in a way that works. So don't waste your money chasing things because you don't want to talk to somebody about this. Yeah. Men, women, we need to deal with this hormone issue. Thank you so much, Dr. J. Appreciate it as always. Okay, you betcha. Dr. Ted Jablonski, our on-call family physician. And it's another Motivational Monday. This is a day for us to help get all of you, get everyone feeling ready to attack the day and beyond. Here to help us boost our mental health and reduce pain with her drug-free meditation practices is author Dawn Hazel. Dawn's new book called Meditation Techniques for Your Mental Health and to Connect You to Your Angels, A Beginner's Guide to Meditation with Your Angels. Good morning, Dawn. Thank you so much for being with us. Appreciate it. G'day, thanks for having me on your show. Live from Australia, I might add. Uh, let's start off with you. Yeah, it's you 10 p.m. right here, right now. Oh, well, thanks for staying up late with us. We appreciate it. Very early in the morning here, so it's great to chat with you. And you offer up nine different forms of meditation. You offer up step-by-step -step guidance for beginners. Is it hard for new people to get into the concept of meditation, do you think? No, they've just got to be able to just give it a go. Because I know when I first tried it, I was at a woman's retreat and I could see the benefits of doing the meditation, but I didn't like all that deep breathing and becoming lightheaded. So then I was, you know, I got onto Google and I got down one big rabbit hole and then I ended up just giving up. But then soon after that, I ended up, um, I visited my father and who is a very negative man and always thinks the universe is against him. Why does everything happen to him? But after a few days after that visit, I was also feeling the same way as he does. And at the time, I was getting some Reiki done and performed um, to fix my chakras. And I mentioned what I was feeling in my session to my instructor. 
And she mentioned that I still have ties from that visit and I needed to release them to feel better. So she gave me this exercise to do when I got home called the Hawaiian Mantra. So while I was envisioning my father's, you know, in my mind's eye, my father's face, you repeat, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. And you just, I just kept repeating that for, for about 10 minutes and I just felt so much better. And I thought, oh my God, there are different med- um, meditations out there. And that's why I wrote the book and that's why it was born. So you can find a meditation that does suit you and which angels are best to help you in your type of medita- meditation to seek guidance. It's interesting, you know, Don, in the sense that now is the time in our lives where there's so much going on and we are so busy. And I I've practice uh, transcendental meditation and I, I do not practice it enough. But the reason I don't practice it enough is the reason that I should mm-hmm. and that I don't have time to pull over. Is that what you're finding that, you know, now might be the perfect time for people to get involved with meditation uh, because we are so busy and we don't realize we don't take the time? Yes, because most meditation techniques will reduce the stress by calming the mind, soothing the nervous system. Regular meditation can also benefit your heart, your other organs, as well as relieve anxiety. Most people will find that more than one technique works well for them. This is why I discuss meditating with your angels. The term angels are often thought of is as a religious context. But today, the term can also be applied to your spiritual guides and helpers. When meditating with your angels, your mind is pre is less preoccupied and is more open to, to present. In other words, it is easier for angels to catch your attention and convey a message. During your meditation, your bodies are relaxed, your mind and heart are more aligned, and this makes healings and alignments easier to achieve. Do you think, Dawn, is, is, you know, the concept of angels, is that a little too woo-woo for people or should we just be a little more accepting of these things, you know, and take it in as a way to kind of help us and guide us through what is pretty difficult d- days right now? It is very woo-woo out there, but if you calm, centered, they're there just to help us and guide us and spiritualists. They're not there to, you know, we all got free will. So they're not there to tell us what to do. And they, they could be anything by showing us an image, giving us a picture. Some of them um, I've meditated where they've actually, you know, handed me a gift and it's just a little crystal. It's just those little messages that can help you during the day if you're feeling stressed and tired. Incredible. We're speaking with Don Hazel, author, and the book is called Meditation Techniques for Your Mental Health and to Connect to Your Angels, A Beginner's Guide to Meditation with Your Angels. So this is a beginner's guide and this is a book. Is it a companion or can I learn to meditate just by reading a book or watching a video or do I have to find a professional to teach me techniques, Don? Well, this one is a book. You can do, um, say, YouTube self-meditation, like music and stuff. I do show in the nine steps, the only one I say would be in Chapter 6 will be that transcendence where you do need a professional to help you with that one. But all the others, like there's um, clearing meditation, there's visualisation, there's mantras, there's progressive meditation, there's the good vibes. 
in each chapter, I explain what each meditation is and then I go run it through with you so you can set yourself up work out do you like this meditation no I don't okay you move on to the next one or yes I do and then you can just keep practicing it and honing your school and, and getting it right for you Don, through history like historically there are benefits there are actually health benefits to meditation are there not there is so it will be um like just so you don't have to take a lot of drugs like I've mentioned earlier that it is a stress relief so it is good for the heart and good for the soul so it does help blood pressure as well so if you do it regularly it will see the health benefits and anxiety who uh, should be meditating on a regular basis as far as you know is there an age we we should start and, and can anybody meditate or do some people not have the ability to you know kind of calm the mind how, how does that work any age can do it and anybody can do it you just need like at least 10 minutes if you've got 10 minutes you don't need a big space you can even do it outdoors the most important aspect of meditation is the atmosphere so you need quiet and a sense of harmony and also factors that need to be considered also remember to ground yourself every time you meditate so how that would work is though so when you relax and start in your meditation imagine in your mind's eye a golden circle that covers your whole body for protection and when you have finished your meditation imagine the same circle leaving your body but the color is pink Remember to always thank your angels for any other messages and guidance that they have provided during your meditation. But you know life really does get into the way and you really, if you really can't find some quiet time, what I do is that when you go to bed, as long as your partner's not snoring too much, <laughs> you imagine your golden circle around your body. You think about what your life might want to be or what even what tomorrow might want to be what you would like it to bring. And most often enough, I've always fallen asleep during this reflection, so the golden circle is still all around me for the whole night. I love it, Dawn. Thank you so much for leading us through Motivational Monday, the new book called Meditation Techniques for Your Mental Health and to Connect You to Your Angels. Dawn Hazel is the author. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much.